and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Well, praise the Lord, LJ Renee. How is it going with you? You know, it's going very well. I was um, thinking about, you know, how God, um, you ask God to, to lead and guide you. And, you know, he always provide that guidance. And the other day, um, I just stopped by a store to get something quick. I had some options, but I stopped at this one particular store and there was a young lady um, that was very frantic because her car had stopped on her and she could not get any services because she didn't have enough money for the AAA to get her car from, from the parking lot to her house, which were uh, some miles away. And so I just started talking to her and asking her questions. And I had said, well, I don't have any cash um, only thing I have is, uh, you know, a card and I know I wasn't going to use my card. So, but what happened, it came to me, you know, to do the cash back. So anyway, she needed, um, like $28 in order to get them to come get her car. She already had 40. So I gave her $30 and she was so appreciative of it. And I just felt so good about that because I know that it was God leading and, and directed me. And I know that, you know, she wasn't trying to scam me or anything like that. And even if she was, so what, you know, but I just knew that God had guided me. And, you know, sometimes we are the answer, not sometimes, but we are the answer to other people's problems and to, to solve them. So, you know, when you ask God for that, be open, you know, to see what he's going to do, because you, you, you're the answer to somebody else's problem. Not their problem, their prayer. I mean, that's, that's I'm sure she didn't live. Yes. Her. I mean, it is their problem too, but it's their prayer. It's mm -hmm. it, sometimes you just, I think it is incumbent upon us to make sure for you, like, as you said, to be open to the leading and guiding of God's spirit and then not to be slowful because when people need help and they are anxious, you know, God says to not be anxious, but let's be honest, as human beings, we do sometimes get anxious and you're, needing a solution and a remedy you're needing uh, an answer and when god has made you that answer you don't know that he's made you that answer often but he's made you that answer and we want to make sure that we when we are the answer to someone's prayer the solution to their problem the remedy to their issue that we are not slowful in doing what god has given us the uh, ability to do and given and made us a Amen. blessing to be able I to was, and I was blessed by it. it you know the scripture says it's, uh, it's, it, oh God uh, it's, it's more, more blessed, blessed to give than to, and receive. Then to receive and I really felt that I really did feel that to the point where I said if she was scamming or whatever it doesn't bother me not one bit 
because I know uh, what I prayed before and I know what God has done. So, um, but I know she was desperate. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to read a couple of uh, verses and, and, you know, even as you just shared that, I, I lift up this, uh, this declaration to before God, for all of us listening and, and on this broadcast that God, we decree and declare God that you will make us the answer to someone's prayer today. In Amen. Jesus name. In I want to read from Psalms 139 from the Passion Translation. The entire Psalm is amazing. It reads so well in the Passion Translation. So I would admonish you to read the entire Psalm in the Passion Translation. You can just Google Psalm 139 TPT, which is the Passion Translation. Mm. And you can, you can read this online for free. But verse five and six from Psalm 139 from the Passion Translation says, and after I read this, if you want to pray, it says, you've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hand on me. This is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Amen. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this day and for this broadcast, Father, for we know that those who will hear it, they will be blessed in the name of Jesus. And in it, oh God, as we pray that we will be the answers to someone's prayer, that God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that God, that we will see your hand move mightily in the midst of us. And that, Father, that we'll be quick to let them know that we couldn't do what we've done if it wasn't for you. Father, you know the needs that we have as you knew of that young lady, God. You know, sometimes we become desperate and can't find no way out. We are lacking what we feel are resources, but you always find someone that is willing that hear your voice and just know by the unction of the Holy Spirit that we are to give, we're to do, we're to provide. And so Father, help us to be that that one, dear Father God, that, uh, uh, that will provide for that one, that person that is in desperate need, Father. Even if it's just a prayer, oh God, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you said that, God, that we are the light of the world, that our light will shine in the midst of darkness. So, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for, God, this particular Psalms 139. Oh, Father God, you said you know all about me. Oh, God, you know my thoughts before I even think of God. You know, dear Father God, the journey before I even take a step. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, that's wonderful news, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Continue, dear Father, to lead and guide us. I, this I pray in, in the awesome name of Jesus Christ, your dear son. Amen and amen. 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 And that is uh, what we do want to share for the next few minutes from uh, this psalm, not just these two verses, but the entire psalm. And it is entitled out of the Passion Translation, it is entitled you know all about me. Our title this evening is God knows all about me. Make it personal as the psalmist did. God knows all about me. Mm. We always say that when we talk about all, we mean all. Everything is included. Nothing is left out. God knows everything about me. 
Praise God. And you know, I love to tack on the, the B part is that, and he loves me anyway. He loves Amen. me anyway. So when you read through this Psalm, it is, it is, it's, it's just, it's poetic. It really is. It's poetic. And I'm just wondering, LJ Renee, what, what is one of the sentiments that you come away with from these verses of, there's so many, but what is one of the main sentiments that stand out to you when you read through these that God is speaking to your heart? The the main, or one of the things that come to me particularly is that, you know, God uh, is with me. He's already designed and he's already had planned out my journey and that he, he goes before me and that he will not allow those things in the past, no regret, no mistakes or whatever to, to affect my future. That's what I get out of this. Amen. He, he does. He does. That is the thing about him is that he, there, there are sometimes like I, I recently last year, I moved from Ohio to Atlanta for a new employment opportunity. And when you move, I don't know about you, I've not done very many state across state moves or state to state moves. But when you move, it's a time that, you know, I had been in a house for 20 some years. So I, and the company was so kind to pay for it, decluttered that big old house and mm. still, like I brought two big houses with me, but decluttered that house, got rid of things, uh, shed some things, gave away some things. And, and I came here and I remember praying to God, Lord, you know, help me to uh, make good godly friends. I don't have any problem making friends because the Bible says he that uh, would have friends must be friendly, right? I'm a friendly person, but I don't want to just have friends. I don't have a problem making friends. I don't want to just have friends. I want to have good godly friends. I want to have those friends that, that you love, you know, 10 years from now, right? But but the point I was saying all that is when you come to a new place, you you it's an opportunity to shed the past and leave the past behind you, and you get to determine and decide what things are you bringing into your into your uh, new environment, right? But with God, there is no shedding of a past. There is no leaving something behind. He knows your past. He knows all of the good, the bad, the ugly, and. He, you can still live without a regret in the presence of God because he does not hold your sins against you. And, and you know what? And that's very important because there is a lot of people, if you know, and I include myself at times that you feel that um, the regret or the things that you've done in the past is, is, is still with you. And he's trying to break that because it holds you down. And so I, it really is, is, a, is powerful when I read that because then you say, well, he is, he is my protector. He's my guide. He is, he is my shepherd. Like it is in Psalm 23. He is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me, leadeth me beside the green pastures. I mean, those, when you think about that, that's who he is. He will not allow that past to come upon you to harm you. That's what it says in the Passion ver ver uh, version, version, that he will not allow your past to harm you. And where other people may try to bring up the past, and I remember you said this some time ago, uh, 
Twyla, that that could be the best testimony that you ever had when somebody says, you know, I used to know when you did this, you did that, and you know, how, especially if you're going for an office and they seem to bring up everything, you know, from your past or whatever, but the most powerful testimony say, yeah, that's what it, I used to do, but now because of Jesus Christ, I'm delivered. I think that's the most powerful testimony and it shuts the mouth of the enemy because God will not allow your past to harm your future. No, no matter who try to bring it up, he ain't going to allow it to happen. Amen. Amen. And and normally, and that's why, you know, most people don't want to run for office. Most, most folks. And it's, it's almost like when they dredge it up your past, you're like, up oh, and you left off two or three things you didn't know about. Right. Because mm -hmm. he not only cleansed me from those six things you found, but there were 16 other things you didn't know about. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and to your point, um, in, in our natural uh, in our natural thinking, because we all live in a natural realm, and so we do think we see when they when they bring up a politician's past or a, or an actor, an actress's past, or a or a you know someone that's famous for something when they bring up their past, you like, oh Lord, look at all that baggage. And in the natural, yes, it is baggage, but but if you walk in the spirit. If you are delivered and saved and you walk in the spirit, that baggage, uh, we we don't, it's not baggage anymore. It is a mm. testimony. And it is, it is, yes, it is an emblem of the grace of God because it reminds me of what I used to be, but what he delivered me from. Right. So, and I agree and, with you. Yes, I was that. Well, was and you know, I think it was Paul that said. Uh, you know, when they're trying to bring up his past, I think it was Paul. He said, oh, wait a minute, of the, of sinners, I'm the chief. He, and he said, I, you know, I was the worst of, uh, if you want to talk Pharisees, I was the worst. If you want to listen, he said, you could go through my past. I was the worst of all of it, but that's what I was. This is who I am. And and even, even in another place, he reminds the Christians he said, such were some of you liars and cheaters yes, and whoremongers and adulterers and idolaters. Such were some of you, but now you are washed and you are cleansed. Yeah. And so we don't, we don't allow, if, if you walk in the spirit, if you walk in the flesh, if, if you walk in the flesh, you will be ashamed of your past. Every month you will be yes, ashamed we will. We'll be ashamed and you will hang your head in, in shame and you will run from it. But when you walk in the spirit of God, you are not ashamed of the things he has delivered you from because it, it tells you how great the love of God is. It covers all of your sins. Absolutely. Sin. And Twyla, listen, and even at that, when it says, you know, all about me, it, it says at the end of that, he says you to uh, uh, to spare me from the harm of my past and then it says this you have laid your hand on me my god and this is just too wonderful deep and incomprehensible your understanding of me brings me wonder and listen to this it says and it brings me strength and that, that was the one thing that i would say i get out of it is that god's wisdom and understanding is incomprehensible you can't you, you can't me? begin to you can't begin to wrap your mind around the mind of God. He is mm -hmm. that great and magnificent and grand 
that when you try to, well, well, I can explain it. Like, no, you can't explain him. You can't understand him. You can't explain. He's incomprehensible Jesus. to the mind of man. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then, and, and, and he says, your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Even right now we're talking about, and it brings us wonder and strength. Yeah, because you are in you know, awe. I mean, you're in, are you're standing, you are in awe that someone knows every single thing. He knows when you lay down. He knows when you get up. He knows when you toss in the middle of the night. The Bible says he knows the number of hair on your head. Come you on know, now. every time I comb and brush my hair, so many hair come out. In the comb out. He knows the number that came out and the number that stayed in, the number that grew last night, the number that are growing while you're sitting there. <laughs> he knows everything about you. And he keeps on loving you still. When you, on... when you peel back the layers of most of our lives, it doesn't get better. It gets like, ooh, ooh, ah, oh, ooh. <laughs> but he, he, he can take all that. He, he loves all that about us. Yes, he does. That, that's the wonder. And that's the strength of it. It's like, God, if you still love me, mm. you know, I, Lord, oh God. And you know the other part. What part did you particularly and then, like? But then doesn't it doesn't it give you doesn't it give you pause? Then when we it should give us pause. Then when we are trying to harshly judge other people, because right. uh, I I never forget. I heard this this uh, pastor preach this sermon a long time ago. But and, and I don't even know if this was his topic. But he said it and it stuck with me. He's he was talking about you know. I think it was when Billy Billy Swaggered or Jimmy Swaggered had fallen or one of those big televangelists. And, and he was talking about, and he said, you know, he talked about all the good things he had done and then his fall from grace. And then everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, but, but, but God sent me here to tell you, you ain't so suchy much either. Like you ain't so <laughs> suchy much after all. So, so like all of us don't get, don't get lift it up above measure and think more highly of yourself than you ought because when the rubber meets the road um we don't have the we don't have the right to judge other people because if we were you know worried about that little that little thing in our own eye we couldn't be trying to pluck that little thing out of somebody else's eye because yeah. there's so much that we all have to be accountable to God for that we should have the same grace to others that we know God has toward us well, you know, even when you talked about the judging, I know this is not even part of, of the service, but he says, judge unto righteousness. There's some things that we can't, you know, what is right and what is wrong. And yeah, you're, you're right about that. But he does give us the ability to judge according to his way, not according to ours. And, and in his way, but his way, oh, trust me, when we say that, we sometimes we say that like an out or an excuse, but mm -hmm. the way that his way is not that harsh, um, brutal thing that we use. It is the compassion. It's the kind that makes us, as you just read, makes us stand in awe and wonder. Yes. Yes, yes, and amen. And then I was thinking of, um, I think it's in uh, Micah 6 and 8. It says, what does the Lord require of you? Mm. And, and the 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 text says, this is all he requires of you, to act justly, 
to love mercy and to walk humbly with your right. God. Right. When yeah. you act justly and you love mercy, when you love mercy, that means you extend it because you are a recipient of it. You love it. You love receiving it. You love giving it. You love extending it. And you walk humbly. You don't be, you're not lifted up above measure with God. And so that's, that's what he requires of each and every one of us. Um, whether you do it or not, that is what he requires. Act justly, love mercy and walk humbly before God. So let's live with, with no regrets from our past. Let's, Let's be reminded always that the wisdom and understanding of God is incomprehensible. And then uh, another point is that in our darkest time, um, as we've been talking about God being with me, he knows all about me, he's with me. But in our darkest time, mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the times when you feel so abandoned and alone, but you're never alone because God is with you. Amen. In the darkest times. And you know what, Twyla, that is so important because I know and those who are listening, I know there are some times when you feel like you are abandoned. I know there was times when I felt like, you know, I was abandoned, that God didn't hear me, that God has forgotten about me and have left me. And, you know, just to be honest with you, I felt that way uh, before. And you know what, but he has a way. And sometimes we think when we feel that way, even even though when we say something that's wrong and when we look at the scripture and say, oh my God, I thought some bad thoughts. You mean, you know, those two. Yeah. Ah. But even in that, that God, um, he, he knows what you're thinking, but even in that, that he'll let you know that I haven't abandoned you. Now it might not come, you know, immediately. So it takes faith. Although I feel this way, but God, you said you would never leave me for forsake me, that you would always be with me. And but that's why said, he never said we walk by feeling. We walk exactly by faith. It. Because sometimes faith. I don't feel like he's with me and I don't feel like he loves me and I don't feel, you know, like I'm protected. But my faith says that the word of God is true. And the word of God says he never leaves me. He never forsakes me. He loves me unconditionally. And, um, and he, he is my protector and my shield. So it's not, what do you feel like is what does your faith say, according to the word of God. And when your feeling is not the same as your faith, you have to let your faith, uh, dictate to your feelings, what it will feel. It will feel what God said. That's why the name of our program is what does the Lord say? Because right. all the time I don't feel good, but what does, and that's what we say, but and, what does God say? Well, what does God say? And Twyla, listen to this, even in the scripture, in that same scripture, and you started verse seven, this is what David said. He said, where can I go? Because he recognized, he says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I run and hide from your face? If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly, and I remember saying this one time, you know, oh, if I had wings, of a dove, I will fly away. He said, I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. And if I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It's impossible. Listen to this. It's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my dark, into, the, into my night. That's powerful. He said, where can I go? 
to hide myself from you. And there's some people that are hiding from God, even those who receive their call from God, but you're running from him. And, and there's no place you're going to go. You, you can't hide from, there's no place you can go. There's no place that's so dark. You know, even those who are, uh, are contemplating suicide, there is no place that you can go that he's not there with you. I pray that right now for someone right now who, who is really contemplating that enemy is battling in your mind about committing suicide. We bind that thought, cast it away, and that the love of God will flood your soul and that you will know without a shadow of a doubt that God sees you, he knows you, and he cares for you. Amen. In the name Amen. of Jesus. You know, this this psalm is is so poetic. It it oh God. It, I believe one of one of especially the way it's written in the passion it's one of the the greatest psalms that that's written there because it brings us a right it confronts us with the with the majesty and the omnipotence of God. Yes. I mean immediately you have no no other no other choice than to see his omnipresence to see his omnipotence to yes. see how much he loves you. I mean, it is a prayer from the psalmist, the way that it is written, um, that we know right away uh, that God is everywhere, that God knows everything, and that God is for us and with us. And and even when there's enemies all around, because David talks about his enemies later down in the psalmist, mm -hmm. but ultimately, and, and he knows that when he talks, this is the one thing, he knows when he talks about his enemies, when you talk about in your darkest time, when you read down further and he's talking about his enemies and he starts praying that God destroy them and do away with them. And then at the end, he says, God, search my heart because there's some things I'm probably thinking about my enemies. I probably shouldn't be thinking. And so he, he, he confesses that. And that's what we need to do. Don't pretend like you didn't think it. God knows what you thought and what you said. He said, Lord, I invite you in to search my heart examine me through and through yeah. find yeah. out everything that may be hidden within me put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares and see if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and then lead me back to your glorious everlasting way when you find something not if but when you find something in me that shouldn't be there, God, I surrender it now. Take Come it on. out, cleanse me, wash me, fix me. I want to be uh, I want to be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. I don't want to stink in your nostrils. So God, I invite you in. He's going to search anyway. So you might as well open the door and let him in. I invite you in, search my heart and take out everything that mm. is not like you. There is no secret in the presence of God. Nothing mm. secret mm. from God. There is nothing that is mm. secret from God. So you might as well know right now, he knows all, he sees all. Uh, there is nothing hidden from him, but he keeps on, he knows all about you and he keeps on loving you anyway. That is incomprehensible incomprehensible that's so why it says that god is not like man god is not like man thanks be to god he is not like man and you know what you twilight, tell me your secrets and i don't like you no more oh lord and you know what twilight even this week i thought about you know all the things that god does for us and everything and i could just picture 
you know, uh, God seeing us doing all these things and the angels are standing there and, and the angels probably think, man, they're going to get it for this, you know. And then uh, God says to them, uh, uh, you know, he, or he shows his mercy and kindness towards us. And the angels look at each other and say, what is man that he's so mindful of? What is the, man? What, what is what man? Is man? Oh. Yes, what is man? You know, they're, they, they they look and appear and it says, you know, what is this? What is it about them? That he loves them. So what is man? You know, and I could just picture them talking to one another after they see us acting a fool. And God says, no, put mercy on them. No, guard them. Be with them. Keep that enemy away from them. And they look at each other and say, what is man? Even the enemy's perplexed because the Bible says that Joshua, the high priest, stood before God. Oh. And then the Satan came, the tempter, and stood before God to accuse him. And he railed off all of Joshua's shortcomings and sins and Joshua's yeah. garments were filthy because he had sinned before God and he and he stunk in his nostrils and and you know the devil's probably feeling pr pretty proud because he's enumerated all of his faults and and issues and God and he had most of them right I'm sure and God says you know what take away the filthy garment and bring Come him on. a robe of pure white and and that has to perplex Satan and the angels, even the angels and the devil, because you're like, what is man that God is mindful of him? What is the son of man that God visits him? He keeps messing up. He keeps fouling up. He keeps he keeps disobeying. He keeps going left when you say go right, but you keep on loving him, cleaning him up. You keep giving him a second chance. What is what man is man? That you are so in love oh with him. To the angels, <laughs> what is? Because the angels know you kicked out a third of them from heaven because they was trying to exalt themselves <laughs> above you. You kicked them straight out, but man, you just what keep is on long suffering. Come long on suffering. now, come on. My God, my God. So he does know all about me. I am so glad he knows all about me. I don't have to keep anything secret because Jesus. you know. It's hard keeping your secrets, but God knows everything and it doesn't bother him in the least. Because he's the, Jesus is the great high priest. That's mm -hmm. what he, he called him for. He said he's a man that he, what he said, he's been touched with every infirmity. Yeah, he was, he, he paid a debt he did not owe mm -hmm. and we owed a debt we could not pay. Christ Jesus has washed our sins away. Mm. And now we sing a brand new song. Amazing. Amazing grace. Great. And we love him today. So as we pray, um, we just want you all to know that God says, whosoever will let him come. And when he said that, he included you. He mm. invites you today. He invites you today, right now, to surrender your life to him, to give him your heart to, to let him be your everything because he knows all about you and he loves you anyway. Dear God, we thank you for this wonderful mm. word. We thank you for this wonderful re reassurance that you are our Lord, our God, the bishop and shepherd of our souls. And there is nothing that is hidden from you. You have all wisdom and all knowledge, all power, oh God, and you are the the essence of pure love, and we surrender our lives to you, Father. Be glorified in us today. As we have uh, prayed earlier that you make us the 
the answer to someone's prayer. We thank you now that Jesus has been the answer to our prayer. Yes. He has been the solution to our problems. He has been the, the remedy to all that ails us. He has been the savior, oh God, when we were lost, the light when we sat in darkness, the hope when we were in despair. And we thank you, dear God. We call you Lord and Savior. We call you King. And we crown you as master over everything. You know all about us. And you keep on loving us. And with all of our hearts. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little to him belong They are weak But he is strong Yes, Jesus loves me Oh, yes, Jesus Who loves me for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.